0: Oh, we're live, Michael. Good evening. 8 p.m. Monday. You know what that means? It's Novak News, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening. We're going to be talking tonight
1: about common mistakes first home buyers make. Stay tuned.
0: big intro for us tonight, Michael. Yeah, very, very it, excited put the show on <laughs> for us. Um, guys, tonight, obviously, Michael and I are going to talk to you about um, being a first home buyer. Markets change, uh, a lot of different things happen throughout the process of buying a property. Mm. We're hopefully going to give you some tips if you are a first home buyer into what you can do um, and some common mistakes that first home buyers um, make. Yeah, and hopefully. it can be really daunting.
1: In terms of,
0: obviously, when you're
1: first coming into the market, a lot of people do normally have very good friends and family around them that can sort of support them, someone that has purchased a property before and that can give you that advice. And sometimes it can be really good Good advice sometimes sometimes it can be shocking. Sometimes that's a common mistake is listening to your family. Exactly. And so you really want to make sure you've got good people in your corner as well. And that's what we'll start to touch on. But yeah, it definitely can be a very daunting process, especially in Australia where buying a property is very different to other parts of the world where it is extremely quick, where you can see a property in the morning and be unconditionally bought it by that afternoon. There's not many places where that can
0: happen that quickly. And you want to make sure you know what you're doing. Yep. Sounds good. So let's talk about the first thing, Michael. What should we do before a buyer gets out there in the marketplace, starts searching? What mm. are some key things that, that we should have as a buyer in place yeah. for, or what we should uh, what we should really yeah. do? So
1: as a buyer, I'd first of all, start to research your market. So obviously, jump on realestate.com, get in touch with local agents, start to look around and get a feel for not only what properties are guiding, but actually jump on the sold section, see what properties are selling for as well. Yes, well so spoiled. you start to get a feel of, okay, well, roughly, this is the type of property I like, this is how much they're going for. So you get that idea. And then the second part of it is, get good people in your corner. So I'll let you go through it steps, but in terms of you've got to get a good broker, yep. a good solicitor, yep. uh, a good accountant as well for getting your tax returns in in time and making sure that you get those people to guide you because they're the ones that are
0: going to be the difference in you securing a property or potentially making massive blunder as well yeah i think mean, i think you said something really important michael that's research the market and it's really really easy to do um, the best advice i could give would be you can just jump onto realestate.com type in sold there's there's tabs at the top buy sell rent um hit sell type in your suburb yeah filter down what you're looking for one bedroom two bedroom a house an apartment And then that will bring up all of the sales activity um, for the suburb. So just be mindful as agents, we're obviously here trying to create as much demand for a property that we can. Um, And the guide prices sometimes are are put in there to entice maximum um, activity. Um, but the best way to, to yeah. see what something's worth is check those sold properties.
1: So start with, yeah, researching the market, seeing what you like at what rough price points. The yeah. second part I'd do is start chatting to your broker. Yeah. So you get all the information into them, work out what you can get approved for, which is where basically they take all your documentation, they'll guide you through it, and then they'll take it all to the bank, and the bank will say, we're gonna loan you X amount, 500,000, $800,000, whatever it might be, once you know that then you can work backwards and go okay what can we
0: actually afford yeah yeah and then you can start looking at relevant properties and just be smart as well to know what the outgoings are so we'll talk about that a little bit later but it's about knowing the expenses so it's not just the purchase price Mm. what's it going to cost you to run that property um week in week out uh as well so good thing michael broker number two i would say is get a a good lawyer a Mm. good uh solicitor or a uh, conveyancer um, particularly one that specialises in a lot of real estate. So they'll be quite familiar with contracts. sometimes they're pretty simple in in our regards. sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they're quite complex, but a good property lawyer will one act pretty quickly for you when you need to make that decision. Yeah, and two can answer a lot of questions that you know may throw some other buyers. and' as well. do not go for the cheapest one. So the best advice we give
1: to all of our buyers is go for someone. The difference between a good solicitor or a bad solicitor might be a couple hundred dollars, could be maybe a thousand dollars between the top end and the bottom end but going for someone either a that's been recommended that you know has done a good job with friends or family in the past or b someone that is going to know what they're doing is going to be accessible potentially even out of office hours as well yeah is a massive massive thing where we see a lot of buyers get stuck is where you don't have a great solicitor in your corner for example they're reviewing a strata report for you and they miss something on there something quite big and then you find out later on Yes, extreme example or potentially they don't move quick enough and they don't review the contract quick enough and another buyer jumps in and buys it before you as well yeah, yeah so i think the extra couple hundred dollars you spend on the solicitor um obviously we get nothing for this but i think it's very good money spent um to make sure that, yeah, that guarantees you the best possible chance and also takes. A, any of that risk as well. Yeah,
0: cool. Did we talk about brokers? Yeah, Why we spoke about we? brokers about also. Brokers,
1: get a good broker in your corner. Because with brokers also, compared to just shopping out of banks, obviously, you might just walk down to your local branch of the bank that you're banking with, and they're going to give you all the deals that they've got available. You don't know about the 20 other deals that might be available with other banks, and most people, you're working a full-time job, you're not going to have time yeah. to go do yeah. all the research yourself, and if you are, kudos to you as well, but for majority of people, definitely get a broker. Once again, they're experienced in that field. They know better than you all the deals out there and the good thing is they're paid
0: by the bank you don't pay them anything and they shop around for yeah. you good idea so i guess first step you've got a solicitor a conveyancer you've got a broker you know what your financial limits mm-hmm. are um you've got some family support perhaps or a friend that, that might know what they're doing yeah. now you're going to go out into the uh, the big world and start looking at property my first piece of advice would be Look at as much real estate as you can mm. within that criteria. Criteria. So don't just focus on your suburb. Um, definitely look at everything in the suburb you're targeting, those surrounding suburbs, because you've got to remember they're going to be selling shortly, and then you'll be able to uh, identify where you think, you know, market value sits for certain types of properties I, that you're targeting. So yeah, yeah do that research. 100%. Because you site.
1: don't know as well, like you might have a particular suburb. Let's use the Northern Beaches for example. You might love Narrabeen. You go, I really want to buy an apartment in Narrabeen. I've lived in Narrabeen my whole life. Let's go buy there. And then you look at all these apartments there and you haven't even explored potentially coleroy or dy and you're looking at these apartments in narrabeen and then you found out oh there's actually i can get the exact same apartment in coleroy for much cheaper that's in a better position potentially or vice versa in dy look at surrounding suburbs it gives you a really good overarching idea of what's going on in the market as well because you don't want to narrow that field
0: or just looking at any particular one type of property yeah yeah so you're gonna go out, you're gonna go and attend those opens. Try, please, this is this is not really a mistake from first home buyers, but as a real estate agent, try to come between the actual viewing time. Um, as agents, we've gotta to run to, to property to property on a Saturday, so you Can get there early. It means you don't get rushed out. (laughs) It means you don't get rushed out by the agent. We can help you a little bit better. We can answer those questions. But um, when they're coming through, Michael, common questions that you think you know buyers should be asking. So particularly first home buyers, yeah, there at your open home.
1: Definitely one of the biggest ones is what are the outgoings? Yeah. So as a first home buyer, the majority of the time we're looking obviously strata type properties as well. So the biggest one is your strata rates. Because just because um, with properties, basically there's a strata rates, and the best way to describe it is for a house you've got your outgoings where you're going to be paying to maintain the outside the inside of the house but you have to pay it by yourself strata is that just on a larger scale yeah. you're spreading splitting it with 10 20 30 40 other people and basically it's on a large scale everyone pulls in everyone saves together and then they spend that money on maintaining the block so understanding what those costs are your water your council your electricity understanding what all your outgoings are going to be because it's a lot
0: more than just your mortgage yeah True, true. Um, something I would say as well is get a good feel for what exactly the property offers. So in a, in a house, uh, that's quite simple to do. You've got the boundaries um, and everything within there. Generally, you're going to be buying. For an apartment, sometimes you've got a garden, which uh, the agent says, look at this fantastic garden. You can put your pets out there, whatever you want, only to find out later that you know the building um, may not be as friendly towards pets or that it's common property. That means it's 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 a part of the, the block that everybody shares. So you want to find out, you know, what is exactly involved with the property. So we call that being on title of the property, um, and what may or may not be extra features to it. There's
1: so um, many of those like little curveballs, yeah, that you just got to be aware of, and the only way you get it is through experience. So, like Stevan said initially, yeah, you when you're just first home buyer. no in terms of, but looking, looking yes, at different yes. properties, asking the questions. Don't go and buy the first property that you see, especially like if you do have that lack of experience. If you're very experienced in that field, it's different. You see the right property, might be the first one, great, go ahead and buy it. But when it's your very first time, you want to get your bearings, like Stevan said, ask the questions. Is this courtyard on title? Understanding all that, having a solicitor review contracts, going through that process, so that way when you do finally jump in on the right property you know that hopefully you've sort of mitigated all yeah. your risks as well and look a good agent also should step you through that um they should be sort of alerting you to hey these are all the things that are great these things you've got to watch out for and stepping you through that process also so a good agent should help assist you walk
0: through yeah cool cool i'd say another thing is also don't be don't be afraid i know there's a lot of different personalities in the world and <laughs> sometimes as real estate agents we look like big scary people yeah. we're not we're not look you've got to understand our role is um to facilitate the sales so mm. we're here to help you You know, we want you to buy the right home that's great for you. And if it's the one we're showing, fantastic. If not, we want to help you, you know, find the next property as well. So don't be afraid. Um, Most real estate agents are happy to talk. Particularly the more experienced guys, you know, we'll give you our inputs. You know, you may not like what we want, but what we've got, but you're talking about another area. Mm. We've got a wide um, wide knowledge and, and and a database to help you with that. So don't be afraid to approach us. We're lovely guys. Yes. Um, You know, we want to talk to you. We want to help you. So please ask any questions. Don't think it's a stupid question or not. Um, And number two, I would say, don't get over emotional. Mm. So uh, a a lot of people walk in, fall in love. I love it. I love it. But um, be mindful as a first home buyer, you know, try try to keep that undercover. Um, and, and focus on some of the particulars, you know, with the property that are gonna help you in the long run.
1: Especially when you're comparing, so there's two different ways a property can sell, via private treaty or um an auction. Yeah. And when you're buy, buying it via private treaty, obviously you put forward your offer, you negotiate with the, with the owner there via the agent, set your limits. So the nice thing is, going back to what we said initially, is looking at what other properties have sold for no two properties the same just because something sold for x amount doesn't mean you have to pay the exact same amount or exactly less because of this exact square meterage it's a rough guide but it's not an exact rule yeah. but make sure you're at least in the ballpark and then once again set your limit yeah. once you hit your limit you don't have to jump over it and that's probably more turnering towards auction style environments where like Savant said you don't want your emotions to get you caught up there and then you overspend for something you went oh i should i shouldn't have done that especially considering it can be quite high pressure in those types of environments as well so as long as you've got a clear
0: idea of how much you can spend beforehand you'll be fine yeah cool so i mean yeah real important to do that what i'd also say is that because if you do find a property that you like if it's an apartment um you want to do what's called a strata report Mm -hmm. so that's a background check or a health check if you will of the entire building and even takes into account the history of the building as well. So that's going to talk about any past issues, any present issues, any conversations, anything that's going to be coming up that, you know, may be a future expense to you. Um, it's good to get that full working knowledge behind what's what that property offers. If you're buying a house, Mark, you don't know, yeah. get a strata report.
1: Yeah, you get a building and pest report for that one. And that's basically either some, most of the time the agents will have one already prepared that normally costs you a small fee to have to order, or you can get someone to do it yourself. Normally ask the agent, they'll have someone to recommend, or your solicitor will have someone they can recommend as well. Yep. Um, and you basically, that's going short, making sure there's no pest issues with the property, making sure there's no major building issues. In saying that, no property's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so right. every strata report has got something, every building and pest report has got something. It's about understanding how big that something is, whether you're comfortable with buying a property that has whatever issues, no matter how big or small,
0: and also making sure you account for it. Yeah. Because That's good. good. No, no, no. I was going to say something a little bit off topic, but Mm. a a conversation I have with buyers um, day in, day out is um, I like to work on a five-star type of rating system for a property. And I agree, no property is perfect. If you have a five out of five-star rating at something you're looking at, you've got to buy that that day. (laughs) Um, If you've got four out of five, you should probably buy the property. If you've got three out of five, you should probably think about it. If you've got two or less, then you know it's probably not the right one for you. So a lot there of people I know that they, they want, oh, I want that, I want that, I want yeah. that. Um, look, yeah, that property might exist, but it's probably one hundred and fifty thousand or two hundred thousand more than what your budget is at the moment. Your so, five
1: star system's my 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 ten tick box system. Ten? Ten, ten, ten yeah, ooh, ooh. we're spreading out the scale a little bit more. Okay, and the ten box <laughs> system. It's the same thing, effectively. Going if this if there's no such thing as a property that ten ticks ten out of ten boxes. Including the price box. <laughs> as you get older, you can't remember 10 miles. Yeah. <laughs> well, normally people, because no. when you're buying property, you've got to work out your non negotiables. Yeah. And you've got to work out what you can or can't compromise on as well. And that's a big thing as a first home buyer, I find a lot of first home buyers go, we want this, 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 and this. And then their budget, unfortunately, doesn't reflect it as well. You really want to peel back and work out what is something that we cannot go without we need a lockup garage because yeah. we need storage for example yeah. okay well let's not look at properties without lockup garages um we, we want a two-bedroom unit it's just the two of us but uh, we we need a study space so we need two bedrooms well maybe have you considered a large one plus study yeah so those sorts of things there you work out what you can compromise on what you can't compromise on and when you peel it back there like stevan said if you can find that property that has that four out of five stars ticks all your non so all your non-negotiables um, and then ticks most of your ones that you're like,
0: these are our wants, but we don't have to have. Yeah. Well, then you're at a great start. Yeah. Especially if it's a fair price. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Well, that's a good That's a good point to get to, Michael. So, price, like, where do you start? You might see something a lot of real estate today is either auction where there's no price. Yeah. Um, contact agent seems to be rampant in today's market. Some of us have got what we call a price guide where you'll see, you know, maybe a, a 900 to a 950, 990 mm. range, usually a 10% range. Where do you start as a 1st home buyer with an offer? That's so
1: oh, that's true. Question. So a good agent should guide you along with it in terms of giving you an idea, this is where the interest is coming in, this is where the owner's expectations are. A good agent should at least give you a ballpark in terms of where to put your offer forward. And then at the end of the day, you got to decide what's right for you. The mistake I see a lot of 1st home buyers make is sometimes they start extremely low, even though they're not... They know they're not gonna get the property there, but they start really low, thinking, oh, maybe they will, and then sort of crawl their way up. Um, From our experience, we find that when you start in that sort of environment there, it does allow a lot more for other buyers to come into the picture. And then also, it it just basically opens up to too many possibilities of what if. Um, And this is sort of recycling back to what we said before in terms of knowing what other properties have sold for. If you know what other properties have sold for that are very similar, and you know that this is gonna sell like, There's always going to be a bit of a range, but in a ballpark of where it's going to go. This is my suggestion. I'm curious to hear yours. But my suggestion is find out the agent's advice, see where they're saying the interest is at, where the owner's expectations are. And if the owner's expectations are in the ballpark of where you've seen other properties sell for, don't stuff around. Jump in, put in a fair offer in that sort of range there and make sure you're ready to go with it. And the reason why I say that is even if you've overpaid for a property by 5000 10000 let's put in percentages 1 2 3 4% of the property value with property it's not timing the market and trying to buy it the cheapest it's timing the market so as long as you get a good fund, fundamentally good property you get yourself in the market you hold on to that property 5 10 15 years you're going to make money yeah you're right and the difference of that you might save yourself 5000 dollars in securing the property in 10 years time you're not going to worry about that anyway all you're going to care about is hey that's the property that i
0: bought versus the one that yeah. you buy. yeah spot on spot on and and i gave a friend of mine some some recent advice like that moving into state he said stevan i've seen a property um showed me the pictures it looks beautiful i have no idea what the market value is <laughs> to it as, as an agent in sydney yeah um so look let me have a quick look this is what seems to be the, the selling rate he said look that's a, a little bit above what i want to pay i want to put a lower offer in i said to him listen okay do that. The agent came back and said, "No, look, it's not at a level that we're going to accept." Mm. Um, and the, my colleague, well, my friend, came back to me and he said, "Look, they're asking me to pay X, Y, Z for it, and it's a little bit more than I want to pay." And I said to them, "Look, guys, at that price, um, can you afford the property?" "Yes, we can." "Okay. How long do you see yourselves living in the property?" He says, "Oh, look, we're probably going to be here. I would say 25 years, but it could be you know 30 years. This is going to be our big, our big family purchase, and we're going to raise the kids here. It's going to be fantastic." And I said, okay, and, and the agent's asking you for how much more? He said, for 25000 I said, okay, well, look, let's look at the recent sales. 25000 seems in line with the others. Okay, it's a little bit more than, than what you personally want to pay. But look at it this way. Does it get you the home that you want? Yes. Does it tick the needs that you want for your family, swimming pool, parking, close to schools? Yes, it does. Okay, uh, and it is affordable. Yes, it is. Okay, so there you've got three ticks that mean you can get into the family home, you pay twenty-five grand more than you want but you're in there for 30 years and, and now you don't have to keep looking you're in a fantastic family home and I said I don't know the market at all but if the home ticks all those boxes
1: yeah you know and if yeah. it's in line with everything else and to break it down further yeah. you're not paying that 20 more well, for majority of first home buyers you're not paying that in cash yeah that extra $25,000 is on a bank loan yeah so when we're talking that that could be as, as a ballpark figure $25 a week difference yeah don't buy a coffee a day and you're in that property. <laughs> I love that.
0: Don't buy a coffee a <laughs> day. like, very to do? No, no, yeah. no, no one's ever but, listened to that. But it's,
1: it's very true in terms of when you break it down that small extra amount, because people do go, yeah, it's five grand more. That's a lot of money. It's five grand more that you're paying over a 30 year loan. Yeah. It, it, as long as it ticks, once again, we're not saying overspend, but as long as it ticks the other fundamental boxes, it's within the range of the other properties, it's within the range of what you can afford. It's never crazy. It's a no brainer. Properties are very high. Tra- high cost transactional thing you don't want to be transacting
0: it often you do want to buy it you do want to hold so yeah jump in Only thing i'd say as a first home buyer is okay you found a property you love um maybe even before that is get out there and just see what grants have been offered i mean different states yeah offer different true. things new south wales obviously has a variety of first home buyer initiatives for new homes for uh, apartments under certain price points so there's a variety of first home initiatives get in there um and take advantage of those because they're there to try to help you. Yeah. Um, a lot of people don't, but you know, my best advice would be You want to be researched
1: to... on it, do a bit of Googling yourself to get at least a bit of an idea. And then after that, for the nitty-gritty, speak to your accountant, speak to your broker, they're gonna even your solicitor as well, they're gonna be the ones that will tell you exactly this is what you can and can't do, this is how the grants are gonna affect you. Cause it can save you thousands of dollars
0: or tens of thousands of do dollars. Do you ever get actually. a what about this mock? Do you ever yeah. get a buyer at your open? Yeah, who just opens all the cupboards and light like, turns on the dishwasher? clicks all the lights and um like checks the door locks and stuff like that
1: mice yes (laughs) yes my suggestion is don't do that your first time inspection (laughs) respect that it is someone else's property walk through just get a general feel if it is something right for you and then afterwards if it is something right maybe organize a second inspection with the agent come back and go look i want to check these things there make sure it's all working
0: um yeah, I agree with Michael. Do it, but do it. Don't do it on the do, first it, do, one. It, do it. Do it in the right come context. Back, we'll we'll get you in there. Yeah, but it's something I would do. I, I have a friend of mine, and that drives him absolutely insane. So um, make sure you do that. You know. He's yeah, a, he's another agent, not you Michael.
1: Well, that, and also but, when um, you're negotiating with, and this is actually touching on that as well. With, with <laughs> agents, um, some people think the best way to negotiate with an agent is to be really, really tough and just be very dry on the phone and it's not our not, property. To be honest, yeah. that's all I'll say. But, <laughs> but it, it's also in they the like we're people too as well. And when you have that good relationship with someone, the conversation flows easier. You, trying to offside an agent isn't necessarily going to help you. If anything, sometimes it makes it even worse as well. Have a genuine conversation. Yes, negotiate hard, but if you treat people right and fairly, once again, it's like anything in life. But yeah, it just gives it a yeah, no, possible but-
0: chance. That's good. That's good. That's good advice, Michael, mm. because, um, a lot of people do. I would say one thing as well that's, that's maybe the hardest thing about being a first home buyer is understanding the buying temperature or the tempo of the market. So yeah, last year, for instance, we saw an absolutely uh, insane selling market. Property was selling literally almost that day. You could put it on and you could sell it that afternoon, like yep. Michael mentioned. Um, and that's really, really hard to understand as a first home buyer. Mm. And sometimes you will be asked to move pretty quickly so when, when, you, when, you're, when you find yourself in an active market, and, and the best way to see that is, is you'll turn up to an open home and there's, you know, 10 to 15 other people there. That, that's a pretty active property. Yeah. Um, you've, you've got to be ready to move quickly. And I know that's difficult as a first home buyer, but agents may be calling you that afternoon to let you know, hey, there is an offer, the owner's considering it. Mm. If it is something of interest, you know, we, we'd recommend you put an offer in today as well. Yeah. Um, and I know it's hard, like last year's market was so quick and, and acting. a lot of first home buyers were missing out purely because they, they were they were saying, oh, no, look, I, you know, I'm going to start here uh, really low and work my way up and then all of a sudden, bang, bang, there's three or four hot offers and the property sells like that. So yeah. understand the tempo of the market's really hard to do, But what I would say is there's a trick of that, and that is um, obviously gauging the numbers coming through your open homes. Mm. So while you're looking at the property, how many other people are looking at the property? I'm trying to think if, if, as a consumer, I've got access to days on market. Michael, probably not. Don't
1: have days on market, we can always jump on realestate.com, search properties, newest to oldest, to oldest to newest. Yep. That's always a good gauge as well, see where the property sits, if it's just been launched, if it has been on the market for the while, relative to everything else. Yep. Um, and that's the thing. It is very hard to gauge the state of the market as well. And you don't want to fall, you don't want to fall victim to it and overpay for the property. But by the same token, the worst thing I see people do as well is going, i'm going to wait for the market to drop and not saying the market doesn't go backwards sometimes it does go through its ebbs and its flows but to wait for the market to drop or wait for that big crash is not great yeah. in terms of i've we've had buyers that we've known they've been looking for years some of them um, unfortunately waiting for that drop to come or even if it does come it's so short it's so quick and then all of a sudden yeah. it changes yeah um the best advice we can give with that is buy when you're ready to buy so understand the market conditions but don't wait for them to get better or worse if you're in a position that you've got your finance approved with your personal situation you're ready to buy that's the best time to buy waiting for the market to have any particular upwards or downwards swing you're gambling you're gambling with your, your your family home because no one knows what tomorrow is going to bring with it it could go up could go down yes we can speculate but the best
0: thing to do is lock it in stay in it long term and you'll be fine yeah that's right so, um, as a recap, look. I would say, don't be afraid to come in. Ask the agents questions. If the agent you're dealing with uh, isn't very <laughs> nice to you, um, some agents are better. Talk, than to, a, talk to another agent. Yeah. Do you know what I mean. Like, go to the other open home and say, "Hey, look, I saw this other property. What do you think about that area? You know, is that a good street to be looking at?" The honest agents will help you and you'll, you'll be able to find them out pretty quickly, just what how they yeah. do answer yeah. um, and how they do treat you. So don't be afraid to ask another agent mm. about another property. Mm. Um, they might dog it just to be aware because they're trying to sell you theirs. Um, but the good guys will tell you, you know, it's a good area to be looking at or not yeah. um, as well. The other thing I was gonna talk about is rents. So as a, as a first home buyer, you might, you, if, you, if you're if you taking advantage of a grant, you will move into a property for within the first 12 months, but then a lot of those people come out and it becomes an investment property. Mm just be aware that those rents that are advertised out there are not always accurate. Yeah. So we offer a service, obviously the agents trying to entice you into buying the property. We offer a service here at Novak Properties uh, where we've got a full-time property manager, um, Ileana, and you can call her. If you're looking at another property through another agency and you want to know, okay, look, really what's the rent going to be? You can call her unbiased opinion. There's a rental return on what it should be looking Yeah, Get an
1: experts opinion. We're, We're sales agents and we, Yes, we know the rentals market, but we don't know as well as yeah. the rentals
0: guys do. So that's a good idea. If you're out of hundred area, 100%. you know, get, get a rental opinion from a few, few different agents on a property and then that'll give you a better idea as to what you can expect yep. coming in.
1: And once again, like we said before, to sell properties, jump on realestate.com. See what's <laughs> up for rent at the moment. Yep. Make, make your comparisons yep. there.
0: But that's kind of because we want to yep. help you as a first home buyer. Don't be afraid to ask us questions. Um, you know, if you, we want to see you into a home mm. as, as badly as you want to get into a home. And um, we'll try to give you the best advice we can on, on dictating, you know, the tempo and the, yeah. and the, and the temperature of markets. Um, but most of us are here to help you. Um, but be, pre, pre, be pre-financed, get out there, do the research. Don't be afraid to ask questions um, and act with confidence. So yeah. put an offering if you want um, beforehand, anything yeah. like that. Anything you can uh, add, Michael?
1: No, you pretty much summed it up really, really well there. Well awesome. done. Awesome. Nice. Thank you, guys. Thanks for joining us. No um,
0: Again, Michael, good to, good to see you Always on Monday good. night. Always. <laughs> so Have a good speak. night. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Bye.